Welcome to the Joy Bruce Audio Podcast. Lady Reverend Dr. Joy Bruce is a blessed daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the pastor of the First Love Church, ADSE. These messages contain practical wisdom that will transform you and provide focus and direction for your life. Listen and be blessed as she shares with you wisdom from the Word of God. Alright, now the moment you have been waiting for is finally here. We have, last week, we missed out on our favorite preacher. But this week, this week, she's here. Oh, don't worry, last week, it's not like we're sad per se, because we also enjoy some wonderful preaching. But today, mommy is in the house, and without further ado, I want you to stand to your feet and give praise to whom praise is due as we acknowledge the gift of God, Lady Reverend Dr. Joy Bruce. Hallelujah. Wow. Put your hands together for the Lord this afternoon. I said for the Lord, oh, not for yourself, for the Lord. Amen. Push your neighbor and say, neighbor, are you awake and are you alive? Ask your neighbor, did you come to do some praying have you scattered a few family? Mm-hmm. Something, something. I mean, is the air clear around you? Are you doing okay? Hallelujah. Let us pray. Thank you so much, Lord, for this afternoon. Thank you that we can be with you. I pray that your word, O oh God, will come forth with everything that, Lord, that you want. Let it minister to us and help us, O oh God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Take your seat. I see you too. Wow. I think today we are happy. We have discovered Akosa as well. So she has to enter into our, yeah, uh-huh, our distance. Yeah, our, yeah, our musical distance. Yeah. Amen. Well, before I start sharing the word today, I must also say that this week is an interesting one. So if you had planned that February 14th, you were going to do this and that and that. Please, can you reverse your plans? Is it okay? Tell your neighbor, we have reversed the plan. Put reverse gear, reverse gear. Amen. On Wednesday, the ladies, we are taking the Wednesday. It's not our fault. You told us that you are watching football, so it's okay. And so, it's a Valentine this thing. We'll have it here. Amen. And that's Wednesday the 3rd. But on Thursday, the, um, Wednesday the 14th, I beg your pardon, on Thursday the 15th, we are going somewhere. Hey, ask your neighbor, do you know that where the somewhere is? We're going somewhere. Powerful. A certain somewhere. Tell your neighbor that, look, maybe the whole year nobody has taken you out. Mm-hmm. Nobody has taken you out. So this is your chance. Amen. This is your chance to be taken out or to take somebody out. So make a date with us at the CCB Hall at 8.30 p.m. 8.30 p.m. Are you there? And you'll be glad. I know our programs are 6, 6.30. I said someone's taking you out. Who takes anybody out at 6 o'clock? It's at 8.30. Uh-huh. If it's a proper outing. Uh-huh. Proper outings begin from around 8 p.m. Amen. 
So let us meet over there. We are still preparing. We're trying to organize a bit of transportation so that even if we close late, you will not be stranded. Is that okay? We're trying. We're trying. Uh So make a date with us and let's be there. Let's fill up the hall. Draw your friend who is on the borderlines of Christianity. People think that Christianity is not fun. Okay, I don't know about you, but for me, I, I got to a point where I knew that Jesus Christ was coming. And I used to pray every night, please don't come tonight. <laughs> because I knew that I had to give my life to him. I had only one problem. And I was trying to sort out that one problem. And the problem was that I thought Christians were very boring. And every Christian around me looked like some very sad, gray, tired, uninteresting. Give me more words. Poor, difficult. I mean, so I was, I was sorting it out with God that, Lord, so does it mean that I won't smile again, there won't be fun again? Is that what it means? Hey, it's a very high price to pay. And so I was turning this thing out in my mind. And that's why in the night I lied and prayed that, please, don't come tonight. I mean, I know you are coming, but please, I'm still... Then I met some believers who looked like normal, ordinary people. Amen. And sometimes in our, in our zeal to follow God, sometimes we forget that there's life also to be enjoyed. Is that okay? So Thursday, we are going to just chop life. That's all. That's all. Yeah. Some of you too, you are coming from a certain kind of background. And you think that to be able to get that a certain kind of enjoyment, unless you return to that background. And I'm saying, no, you don't need to return to that background. Turn to your neighbor say, you don't need to return to that background. Yeah. You can create it where you are. So, let's join all the choristers and all the, I mean, film stars. Are the film stars there? I don't know. Are they coming there? I don't know. I don't know. No, honestly, I don't know the contents of the program. I just know that it will be good. That's all I know. We are also being joined by our brethren. You know, our KNUST brethren, I love their energy and fun. I don't know about you, but me, I just love it. They just make the whole thing, Yeah. So they are also joining us in the course of the meeting. I'm expecting two of them to come and tell us a little more. Is that okay? Powerful. So mark it on your calendar. The calendar, I don't know what's on it. But <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's gather together at um, CCB Thursday at 8.30. You see, you must, you must know that our brains actually work. So there must be a reason why it's not Friday. It's very simple. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, sometimes people make it seem as if we don't think. And that, oh, if it was Friday, it would have been better. It's true. Yeah, so you must know that we've considered all that. The truth is that the hall is not available. Yeah, so if you want it on Friday, we'll come back here. And here, where are you going to maneuver? I can't see maneuvering space. I can't see half of us are outside, half are inside. Eh, we want to have fun, so let's go where we can have fun. Is that okay? Uh-huh. And if you go to class sleepy on Friday, it will not be your first time. <laughs> Some of you, even on your own, you watch films ah, 2 a.m., 3 a.m. How many FIFA players are in the house? You can play the FIFA Saturday at 6 o'clock in the morning. So please, as for going to school, sleepy the next day, it's nothing strange. Hallelujah. We don't do it every day. We do it just once in a while. Amen. Well, this month of February, I'm sure you've already begun talking about the anointing. 
and it's a very important thing. Amen. Sometimes when we're talking about the anointing, people are only thinking about spooky things. And you are thinking that, oh, it's only when you are in church and ooh, something, something, something. Not only that. The anointing is the Holy Spirit and He's here to help us in life. Amen. Oh, I said amen. In all different facets and aspects of life. You are cooking the food, the thing is not tasting nice. You better ask for help. No, it's true. It's true. You are the one who has put the Holy Spirit in a box, but he's not in a box. Yeah, he's there to help you in every single facet of your life, to walk with you. That's why one of the meanings of the name of the Holy Spirit is helper. Helper. Yeah, that's one of the meanings of his name. Helper. Another meaning of his name is advocate. Have you not been in a situation before where you need a lawyer? You need somebody to chop your matter for you. Yeah. Amen. So, so don't just put God and everything concerning him in a box. There are also some of us, we take God out every Sunday. It's on Sunday that you remember that, Charlie, let me go and pay my home dues. So I go to church on Sunday so that God will think that I'm serious. And that he will bless me for the rest of the week. I don't know where you learned that one from. Hey. Please ask your neighbor that who is who are you relating to? Who is the person is happy just to see you once a week? Uh-huh. That's once a week where you do as if. Do you know what as if is? As if. As if is when you wear your best things, comb the hair that you never comb, put on your best face, and arrive in church. As if. That's not you. Some of you, when you come to church, it's like, oh, hello. Good morning. It's not your real face. <laughs> As soon as you live here, your real self manifests. Hey! When you are there, you are the shouter. You are the one who is moving things. And when you come here, then you have brought your as if face. Oh, hello. Yes, please. By the grace of God. Please, it is well. Hallelujah. That's why I love our film stars. They'll act it out exactly how you are in life. That's you. That's you. But is it not true? That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's how we are. Yeah. Amen. And so that's why in this particular month, we're talking about the anointing because no matter who you are or how you are, you need a certain presence of the Holy Spirit with you. Amen. He doesn't come to make you another you. It's the same you. Amen? The scripture says in 2 Corinthians 13, 14, it talks about the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. So he's here and he fellowships with us. And it is that fellowshipping, as we move with him over time, he cuts off or helps us to remove the things that must be removed. Are you with me? Like if you are that type, you are always quarreling. As you fellowship with him, you see that it goes down goes down. Are you getting me? If you are the type who used to steal, hey, please, oh, please, let's not, do, look, that's why I said don't do as if. If you like, leave your phone on your chair. Mm. Hey, not only is the thief in church, the thief is in church and is even smart, quick, nimble. Yeah. By the time you turn around, I mean, there were people around, they never saw. Person has just, yeah. So they are, but by the time you have accompanied with the Holy Spirit, the next time you are stretching your thieving fingers, you will actually feel or sense that something has not allowed you to take it. Something is not allowing you to do what you normally do. And by the time you are aware, it's your whole life that has changed. 
Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. And that's why today I'm speaking to you about the life of an anointed person. Amen. Because my prayer is that you will become an anointed person. Amen. An anointed person is simply somebody who is living with the Holy Ghost. If I can put it that way. And you can see that he has an effect on your life. I'm so tired of people who sit down there and say, I'm anointed. You are anointed. You have plenty of noise, but we can't see him in your life. Please ask the neighbor by you. Can we see the Holy Ghost in your life or not? Eh? Or not? Hey! I think you know who I mean. You know how sometimes you go to the prayer meeting as you are struggling to pray, then there's this Oja brother there. Hey, bro. Ha, ha, hey. He has put on a whole act for you. Meanwhile, it was a fasting and praying day and honestly, honestly, you have felt the whole day like you are dying. You have just managed to bring yourself. And the only prayer you are praying is, Lord, 6 p.m. Lord, 6 p.m. Listen, then Ojabra, and then he comes up to you and says, Hey, sister, move it, move it, come on. I am not saying that we shouldn't encourage each other to pray, but what I'm saying is that if that brother is not like that normally and has put on that act as if, as if to impress you, it's not a good thing. Let it be real. Hallelujah. I said let it be real. And there is a life that is lived with the Holy Spirit. Helping you and guiding you in all that you do. Oh yes, I really mean it when I say all that you do. All that you do. Because doing wrong things is like second nature to us. Hey, you are very quiet. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm speaking to another church. Hey. Are you here? But he's the one who helps us. I was talking, I think, I don't remember whether it was this Tuesday, one time I was talking about how some bus driver ran into my car. I was so upset. I mean, when I came out of it, because it was not needed. Yes, the road is narrow, but there was enough space. You know, there was enough space. Only that he began to push me off my road, and there was a huge gutter by me. So I couldn't go anywhere. And he scraped the side of my car. And collected the bumper. When I was getting down from the car, my gun waist, now my gun waist had come. Ah! As I was moving towards him, the only thing that was in me was that, my shibo, I will hit you. You see, also because, also because, when they do that, then they tell you they don't have money to. So as I was walking towards the guy, I was like, if nothing at all, I slap him. <laughs> if nothing at all. But you see, before I reached him, my friend, the Holy Spirit, was around. You slap him, man, what will he do? Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? You slap him, man, what will he do? And you know, when, he, when the Lord gives you wisdom, look, help arose from where I didn't expect. Yeah. The people in the village, the boys ran to make sure he didn't get away. Brought him back. Yeah. Then some two older men, they said, Madam, see a way there. So see your car back. <laughs> if he says he's going, so take his uh, particulars. Say so whatever is on him. J. Ah, is it not good advice? So that we end the matter here. You see, they are point no what they were practical advice. Practical advice. What am I saying? I'm sharing with you how the Holy Spirit, just by being around you. 
just by you inviting him, just by you allowing him to draw near. Because that's what he wants. He's not asking you to be holy, then he'll come. Then what's his point? Because some of you, you are like, oh, I will come to church. I can't come to church because I have sinned. So, wait, 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 wait. So when will you come? I don't know which tree you were born on, but when did you not sin? If you think about you see, you have qualified yourselves. That's why you are thinking like that. Aha. You have, you have given your sin grades. So grade one is the lowest. So let's see, what's grade one sinning? Uh, lying. Then grade two will be what? Stealing. Grade three will be fornication. Grade four will be abortion. Are you getting me? So we have graded. But God has not graded. A sin is a sin. Amen. So according to you, when you were coming, you are righteous because today there you didn't fornicate. But according to the definition that Jesus Christ gave us, he said, if you so much as look upon a woman to last after her, you have done it. You have done it. <laughs> in other words, in other words, our wrongdoing is almost, yeah, it's something that just happens. No wonder we need the presence of the Holy Spirit like an advisor, like a helper, like a break. Somebody who, who helps us to do what is right. Amen. And so I'm talking to you for today and probably next week as well about the life of an anointed person. Amen. And I want you to desire the life of an anointed person. Hallelujah. I will share a number of things and some of it is also to just give us a certain kind of wisdom and an understanding of what happens and what does not happen when you are anointed. Hallelujah. Let us start first of all by looking at the life of Elijah. And I want to take us in our scripture to 1 Kings chapter 17 and I'll read some verses because I know you have not had your quiet time this morning. Mm. 1 Kings chapter 17. I read. And Elijah the Tishbite, who was, in the was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Go thee hence, and turn eastward, and hide yourself by the brook Cherish, which, that is before Jordan. And it shall be that you shall drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. He went and dwelt by the brook Cherith, which that is before Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning, and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongs to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain you. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in the vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in your hand. And she said, As the Lord your God lives, I have not a cake, but only a handful of meal in the barrel and a little oil in the cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. 
And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as you have said, but make me thereof a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and after make for thee and for thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruse of oil fail, until that day that the Lord sends rain upon the earth. Hallelujah. This is one of the exciting scriptures in the Old Testament if you are a believer of such things. Amen? We find a man who we have never met before. The Bible calls him Elijah the Tishbite. Are you here? It means he's come from Tishbi. He has just entered the Bible like that. And when he came, he was already an anointed man. Hey. And we meet him. You have just come. No, you are threatening the king. As he arrived, no, we just meet him. He has gone to the king to tell him that you, the way that you are bad, I will not allow it to rain for three years. Are you here? Yeah. Nowadays, people who are anointed like to say things that people want to hear. We are in the generation of people with itching ears. What does it mean like itching ears? We want to hear, oh, you will have money. Oh, you will have cars. Oh, you will do this. You know, we want that. It is part of the Bible. It's part of the Bible. It's true. But remember that it's only part. There's also a part that we don't, we don't want to hear it, but it's part. Amen? And when you are an anointed person, it's not just the nice part that you want to talk about or believe. But they're not so nice part as well. Hey. Are you here? When you are talking to a stubborn person, you tell the person that, listen, you are so stubborn. If you don't change, your neck will break. Nobody likes you. By scripture. It's scripture. The first thing I want to say about the life of an anointed person is that you are not so occupied by whether people like you or not. The issue is that is what you are saying true. That's all. Is what you are saying. Is it true? That's all. Wow. Sometimes as pastors, people don't like us because of what we say. And if you are a real believer, you too must have people who like you and some who don't like you. Yes. Because sometimes as somebody who is saying that, look, I also have the Holy Spirit within me. There are times when you must stand up to say, listen, roommate, this thing, it is wrong. This thing, it is wrong. Yeah. This thing, I won't accept it. I don't think it's right. I don't think you should do it. But many times, we don't want to do that. Ah, if you love him, it's okay. If you love him, it's right. If you love him, it's right. Where did you get that one from? Where did you get that one from? Hey. The church has become very quiet. Are you in the house? Yeah. Sometimes we come to a church and honestly, honestly, let us be serious. We are not serious about God sometimes. So. The way we behave in the house of God, it is not good. Hmm. Hallelujah. Yeah. So we are in the house of God and it's not everything that we have to say in the house of God that sounds nice. Yeah. And as a Christian, it's not everything that you have to say that is nice. Some things will be nice, some things will not be so nice. And if you are an anointed person, you should be able to stand up and say that this is not right. And this is not nice. 
Amen. Hey. Why am I saying, you see, this man here, he was anointed, clearly anointed, as we will see as we go along. He didn't mind that the king didn't like him. But many of us, because of small faith that we'll get, you want the politician to know you. You want to become this and that and that because of some small stolen goods that they will give you. Sure. Listen, when the film starts to it to you today, there's no free lunch. No, 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 no. There's no free lunch. Any lunch you are coming for, any bottle of coke that they are giving you, there's a price on it. Yeah. Even what I'm saying, some of you are not happy about what I'm saying, but it's true. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. So if you're an anointed person, you don't mind the fact that sometimes you are just unpopular. Yeah. When you are learning, you say that, listen, when you are there, you're out chatting, you say, listen, I've got to go and do some studying right now because I really don't have time to waste. And that's actually true. If you are going to take the time in church that you need to take, there are some things you will not be able to do. So, you watch the time that you have. But some of us, we don't want to say it because people will uh, feel something, something. So, we don't want to say it. Say it. Why not? Hey. Hmm. Are we not looking at somebody's life? Yeah. The man was a prophet already, but look at what he was saying. He told the king, I don't like this thing that you are doing. And you see, he didn't say that the God, that God said, oh. He said, according to my word, it won't rain. <laughs> ah. The things you are doing, I don't like them, so I have stopped the rain. It's not going to rain. It's not going to rain. And sometimes in the church, we need to tell you to stop playing the fool. In the church. You have arrived from your somewhere, you come to sleep in church. Why? You have arrived from your somewhere, you come into church and you sit down anyhow. We shouldn't say it. And but you see, it's because you see the church now. You see, I said that the church will close at twelve. Wait, it's not closed at twelve o'clock. We are still here. Because Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you are doing whatever you like all the time. Jesus, He asked you only for one day. Give me one Sabbath. You are giving Him just half of the Sabbath, and that one too you are complaining. Come on, let's be serious. Yeah, because some of you want by the pressure that you are giving, you are saying change it. We won't change it. We won't change it. Ah, We are left with only half a day. At least let's use the half. Or the preaching that you are preaching, if you cut it, we won't cut it. I won't cut. I'm sorry, I said I won't cut it. Okay, then remove the dancers. We will not remove them. Ah. <laughs> so that we should go and dance where? Okay, then the film stars. Do one week film stars. And then the other week, we will not do. We will do. <laughs> no, I'm serious. You see, it's like we are joking. Oh. It's like I'm joking, but it's because of comments that I hear. Yeah. And don't call me again. I'll call. I'll call. Because just maybe my last call will rescue you from your madness. We will call. Why are you persecuting people like that? Because when the devil is persecuting you, you have already agreed. So you don't know that it's persecution. You don't know. You don't know. Yeah. Perchance, one more call will work. One more business may work. Eh? I won't open my door. I'll still come back. Yeah. Not everything we do is popular. 
And if you're an anointed person, it's not everything that you do that should be popular. When your friend calls you in the exam room, tells you that, look, tell me the thing. Don't answer. Why are you not answering? Because Charlie, I'm a child of God. I don't break the law. Finish. Finish. I don't break the law. Yeah. yeah. Some of you, you cannot even enjoy your results because you have been looking at Apo. An A that you get from Apo is of no use. But an A that you get from exercising your mind, that's the one that works. That's why nowadays from the university, we don't, any, we don't take your degrees anymore. Oh, it's true. That's why when we have to employ you, we are now going to do interview to see whether your mind really works. And when we finish, we'll add aptitude tests to see whether you can really spell. Some of you cannot even spell. Hey. Are you in the house? The next time somebody tells you that I don't like the things you do, say thank you, Jesus. It's a sign of your Christianity. All the praying that you are praying, I don't like your praying. Hey, pray more. Hey, because when you are praying, you make noise. Don't give me that one. When somebody wakes up and is playing Ebony's profane music on the floor, you say nothing. So don't give me that. Don't give me that. When somebody wakes up and then they are going to drink and they are misbehaving on the floor, you have nothing to say. But when I wake up in the morning and I start to pray, Shamamo, Katababe, you say I'm disturbing you, we will be here. I will disturb you. You trample on my freedom, I trample on yours. And don't you dare say anything about it. Ajay. Hey, but lady pastor, you are supposed to be a Christian. It's not that I'm supposed to be a Christian. I am a Christian. And in case you have forgotten, one day Jesus Christ got into church. And when he looked left and he looked right, he went to find a baranzim. Do you know what a baranzim is? It's a certain kind of thing. When they beat, oh, this was the toy. It won't go under well. Baranzim, it is created such that when they lash you with it, the other half goes under. goes where certain things are. Yeah. And when he looked at what had been made out of the church at the time, he said, no. I don't accept it. He said, this is a house of prayer. And they have made it into a den of thieves. And here we are, 2018 years later, doing exactly the same thing. We come to church to misbehave. They have put gum in your mouth. Tap your neighbor. Ask your neighbor, do you have gum in your mouth? If you stick it on the chair, I promise you, something will meet you in your room. When we are going to a place that we respect, do we go there with gum? When you are going to see the original minister, do you go, yes sir, honorable. Yes, let's see. Hey, if you even have some in your mouth, you remove it. But why? It's just a sign of respect. But when we come to church, Seto, where are you? Uh-huh. Can you bring a chair so that we will show you some church members? Tell them that they are not here. This is just some church members. Some church members. <laughs> you have come to church. Uh-huh. As the preaching is going on, uh-huh. 
So the room is hot. If somebody is sitting by you like this, ask him, is this your sitting room? Is this your sitting room? Others of you, when we are preaching, it is now you have opened your Bible to read. You should have read it before you arrived. It's not now that the preaching is going on. Then you have now opened your Bible or whatever book you are carrying, you are reading it. You don't respect. That's what's doing you. Or it's now selfie time. Facebook, Facebook. Then you put it on Facebook. As you have come to church on Sunday, please push your neighbor and say, neighbor, excuse me, is it, is it, is it you per chance? And then when you have finished all that one and we are still not done, that's when you now settle down to sleep. Turn to your neighbor and see. Photographers, I think you will get some pictures from the people under the tent for me. From now, I will commission people to take your picture if you sleep in church. We'll be here and we'll project it. Monday morning, you open your Facebook page. We will tag it to you. How you are sleeping in the church. Hey! Some of you, when you come, you don't sleep, oh, but you are now, it is now you are coming to chat. You are now coming to chat. Why did you not chat before you came? When you arrive here, you suspend the chat and you can pick it up after service. Thank you, sir. It's not everything that is popular. Hallelujah. Elijah was not popular. He didn't mind. He was speaking the truth. Let's take one more point. Today I'm not preaching for a long time. But I need you to understand a few things. I need you to understand that if you're an anointed person, many things you'll not be afraid. The reason why sometimes you don't do the right thing is fear. Is it not true? I'm afraid that my roommates will not like me. So that's why I accept their wrongdoing. Hey, you are very quiet. I was so blessed this week when some young lady was sharing with me. She has some uncircumcised Philistines as roommates. And when she arrives in the room, the boys are there. She has done now. Now when she opens the door at the end of her day and she walks in, the brothers cry that, okay, please, we are going. I said, well done. Yeah. Because she comes and says, please, I need to go and take a shower. Can you excuse me? I didn't say be rude. As you came, you paid your rent for the room. I also paid mine. Uh-huh. So as I'm coming to bath, I don't see why. I don't see why I should go and inconvenience myself for your wrongdoing. I don't see it at all. Excuse me. I am sure her roommates dislike her. Totally. But I'm sure God is standing there saying that. It's an anointed life. Well done. Well done. Oh yeah. See me for chocolate this afternoon. I'll give you chocolate. No, 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 no. The young lady, I'm telling you to see me for chocolate. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because some of you, spirit of mouse, they're inconveniencing you. Just please say, they say as Christians, we should love everybody. So it's not anything. Tomorrow, and tomorrow, tomorrow, when those roommates are in trouble, they will remember that they had a Christian roommate who lived as a believer. They will call her. They will not call you. Yeah. They will remember that they had a roommate who could stick up for what she believed. 
and they will call her. Uh, ask your neighbor, you, you, who, who, who will, be, will somebody be calling you? Your, your brand of Christianity, no? Your type of Christianity, would they? Yeah, it's always the people we say they are doing something too much. They are the ones we remember. And they are the ones we call when we are in trouble. Yeah. When I used to work in my government, they said that, they, they said that we, were, we were crazy. Myself and myself, I remember when one of my research officers, I took him to church, he joined us. And when he went back, they said, hey, but where did you go on Sunday? He said, oh, I went to Joyce Church. Said, ah! They told me, you have joined those mad people. You have joined those mad people. But years later, when one of them was facing serious demonology in his house. <laughs> serious one. Hey! I said, see, look, there are some things that even when you say you believe. <laughs> are you there? The guy had evidence that demands a verdict that they were after his life. And that was when he remembered that he had some mad friends. <laughs> Ask your neighbor, how are you living your Christian life? How? How? Does anybody even know that you are a believer? Are you an anointed person or you are just there? You just look like any of the other people walking around. Say, so neighbor, it's time to stop your shenanigans. Yeah, and live like an anointed person. Hallelujah. Let us continue. Hey, are you there? Nowadays, I've been eyeing my choir because I'm even seeing that some dresses are going above knee level. I have said it casually, and you don't know that it's you I'm speaking to. But if you continue, one Sunday you'll be singing, and I will just get up and say, This one. Down. Hey! Hmm. They, they won't be happy with me, but they know I still like them. Are you in the house or you've traveled? Let us continue. Another paradox, another thing about your life as an anointed person, which I need you to understand today is that there are some things you won't be able to understand. Some things, you, they are called contradictions. They are called paradoxes. I mean, when this man has walked up to go and tell the king that he is um, stopping the rain, I will expect that he has a means of providing for himself. Or, or, or what do you think? I mean, if you are going to do something that will negatively impact, impact you, will you do? You will not do it because... So I assume that as you have gone to <laughs> say what you have said... Mm. Mm. Let's read. God said he was going to organize him and feed him. But in verse 7... First, let's read verse 6. Verse 5. Verse 5. 1 Kings 17 verse 5. He went and did according to the word of the Lord. He went and dwelt by the brook Cherith, which is near the Jordan. So you, even as you were saying your things, you didn't even know where you were going to stay. But never mind. The ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening and he drank of the brook. Verse 7. It came to pass after a while that the brook dried up because there was no rain in the land. You know, it's called a paradox. If you had, if you have the ability by your mouth to stop the rain from coming for three years, I assume you still have the power of your mouth to cause water to at least not dry up. If nothing at all, if it won't rain, cry, don't dry up. Or it doesn't stand to reason. And yet, 
This man who could stop the rain for three and a half years, and he actually stopped it for three and a half years, seeing he didn't have any power or ability to cause that brook to stay. It's a paradox. Why? We don't know. We don't know. The truth is that as an anointed person, some things you'll be able to do, some things you won't be able to do. That's just it. That's just it. We don't know the why. How do you know which one? That's one too we don't know. Hmm. Are you in the house? Yeah, that one too we don't know. Now, why is it important? It's important because in our work with God and in following God, sometimes we have good stories. We encourage the testimonies. Isn't it? They overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of the testimony. We overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of the testimony. Yeah. We overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. But sometimes we don't have a testimony. And sometimes we don't appear to overcome. And it is on the days that we don't appear to overcome that people now want to say that then if that is the case, you know, then what God said or what God did is not true. Or what he, no. He couldn't cause the brook not to die up, but he had still stopped the rain from falling. It's a paradox. It's a contradiction. Sometimes you believe God with all your heart. Sometimes you do the best that you can ever do and yet when you do the exam, you have a D. You got a D? Listen. Take your books. Look at it again. What did I do wrong? What did I do right? Cry a little bit. Shake yourself and believe again. Settle down again and study again. Why did you get a D? We don't know. It's one of it's called a contradiction. Sometimes you are there and you prophesy with your mouth or you even hear a prayer saying, I'm going to get an A. And sometimes you go and it's A, A, A and you say, hallelujah, it has worked. And other times you go and the A just did not A. <laughs> the A just did not A. Then you come back and people start saying things, eh? I believe God and God let me down and God, God didn't hear me and God didn't answer me and God, 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 God watch out. You don't know every side. You see, when you are watching something, we are watching the world in one dimension. We don't see everything. Pick yourself up. Pick yourself up. This guy did not go back to King Ahab to say, I've changed my mind. The way my brook has dried up, I've changed my mind. No, 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 no. He left the thing there. He left it there. We are all here and we are all hungry. Yes. I need water as well, but I won't change it. Some days you are there, you don't have an explanation for what has gone on. All you know is that I still believe the living God. And what he says is still true. Elijah did not change. Let me give you one more contradiction or one more strange thing and we will, we will talk. We will end. So this man doesn't have water and then he asks God, the Lord sends him to go verse 6 the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening and he drank of the book. So for some time it worked. And there are times as you move around in the life of an anointed person where something that you're doing works. But there are times when for no reason that same thing sometimes does not work. Amen. He still believed God. 
Because when it dried up, God came and spoke to him again and said, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain you. So he went. And when he came to the place, he told the woman to fetch water. Then he told him, please bring me some food. The woman said to him in verse 12, As the Lord lives, I don't have a cake. I have only a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in a container. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go and make it for myself and my son and we will eat it and die. Listen, when you look at this scripture, there are two things that come to me. The first thing that comes to me is that, that Lord, if you look at, I don't know, Okay, let's take a smaller person. Walina, you can stand. If I say look at me, you say that because of my size. So, smaller person. You want to feed Paulina. Is it birds you send? I'm asking you a question. Is it birds you send? I don't know how many birds you must send to get a plate of bread. <laughs> how many birds you must send to get meat? About how many? A lot. She cries. <laughs> then I should say even more. Are you here? Thank you. After you have sent me beds to feed me, I didn't complain. Now the food has dried up. You said that all the rich men, you have not sent me to any rich man. You said I should now go to a widow. What are you about? Is it widows we used to be feeding people? So learn the next thing about an anointed person. How you prosper or how you do well, God determines it. God determines it. How you will prosper. How you will live or how you will prosper. God determines it. There are many of us here, you've made assumptions. When I finish school, in order to prosper, I have to go to Accra. It's an assumption. When I finish school, in order to do another degree, I have to travel outside. When I finish school as an engineer, unless I find the job of an engineer before I know that I found work. That's how many of us, it's just an automatic thinking. An automatic thinking process. Are you with me? But when you are an anointed person, you must allow God to show you where to live and what to do. And he will show you. Hey! The church has become quiet again. Yeah. May this your Accra mind, honestly, from where I stand, I don't understand it. Ah, what kind of choke city is that? This city that just to go from here to here is three hours. I don't even know what you are doing. Oh, all the jobs that are in Accra. It's not true. Okay, all the jobs are in Listen, we had a very nice star pianist here playing piano. He looked for job, looked for job, looked for job, looked for with his masters. One day his father said, Go to Tamale. And he sent me a text. He said, you know, every day I'm arguing with this old man. So this, I said, I agree with you. This time go. Within two weeks, he had a job. He was walking around this place. It was time to marry. He never, he never had anything resembling a beloved. Yeah. Then when he went to this Tamale place, you know, he had not even told the girl his intentions. And the girl's father, who is also in church, called the girl. I said, I perceive. I perceive. <laughs> Hold on. The guy, the father, oh, this is not the girl, the girl's father, very spiritual man. He said, I perceive that this young man is, is interested in you. Comport yourself. Walk properly. And when he asks, say yes. 
Yeah. <laughs> Ask your neighbor, have you heard some before? Meanwhile, maybe in your mind you are saying that, oh, I'm sure that it was not some proper girl. Please. Proper girl. Proper girl. The girl is actually a medical student and we are just waiting for the... Yes. Proper girl. And her father said, listen, I perceive. I perceive. Has he said anything yet? She said, oh, no. He hasn't said anything yet. He, the father said, comport yourself. Says, Such men are rare. I can the girl sent me the text. After that, the father called me and said, Mommy, what do you say? Meanwhile, all this one, the guy had not yet said. Hey! It is God who determines. It's God who determines. Hallelujah. Are you in the church and are you understanding what I'm saying? Are you believing what I'm saying? Nobody would have thought about that by rather going the other way. He would rather get what people are looking for. Wow. Because it is God who determines how we live, where we live, how he'll provide for us. Many of you, you have been waiting saying that God should bring me 200 what? Thousand. I need to, and you see, you are waiting, but sometimes, instead of him bringing you 2,000, sometimes he brings you what you needed the 2,000 to do. Sometimes he brings, yes, sometimes he doesn't bring you 2,000, he brings you a human being. And from the human being, yeah, if you have eyes to see. Hallelujah. Sometimes, today he brings you 50 cities. The next day he brings you 20 cities. The following time he brings you 100 cities. Hey, Shemenites, you are welcome. Are you in the house? Are you understanding something? If you are an anointed person, God will determine how you live. He will determine how he will provide for you. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I will not complain again. He provided for Elijah. Only he used beds. Hmm. Who would have thought? Ask your neighbor, who does that? Who does that? Who does that? Imagine you come to my house. You say you are hungry, then I send beds. They bring you... You will even be angry. <laughs> or you will be annoyed. You can easily be annoyed. Ah! You are going to send the person to, to, for a human being to. You go and look for a poor woman. I mean, Lord, please, let's be serious. So have you sent me? That's what some of us would have done. Have you sent me to come and die with a widow? Have you not heard? She says she's going to bake the thing so that she and her son will eat it. And after they've eaten, they will die. Now you have sent me. But I thank God for the prophet who was called Elijah. And he said, go and make me that meal. And he said, because the word of God says. And that's why that's an anointed person. And he now used his mouth to speak. As you make me that bread, the flour, it will not stop. The oil, it will not fail. This afternoon, may your flower continue, 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 continue. May your oil continue to flow, continue to flow. May you see the provision of God in the land of the living. May your barrel never run dry. May your store never empty. May your account never read zero. May your wallet never be empty. May there be more than just coins in your purse. When you open a cupboard, may you always find something that will surprise you there. May God bless you. And may you be able to receive that blessing. Stand to your feet this afternoon.
Hallelujah. Amen. And as you stand to your feet this afternoon, you want to just bow your head and speak to God. And you want to say, Lord, I'm beginning to understand your anointing. I begin to, I understand it now. I begin to appreciate the things that you're doing in my life that I've not been able to, I have not been able to explain them. But now I understand. Thank you that I don't always need the approval of people. I don't mind being despised. Thank you for taking care of me and providing for me in so many ways. Cause me to just hear your voice and hear you as you speak. Talk to the Lord for a few minutes. If you've been confused before now, ask him to sort out your confusion. Sort out your mind. I know some who have had a hard time and because you had a hard time, you almost gave up. But today you want to say, Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. Hallelujah. You want to bow down your head. You want to say, Lord, heal my heart because you have disbelieved him so much. Ask him to heal your heart and to grant you faith back to believe in him. Thank you, Lord, for taking care of us. Thank you for watching over us and causing us to do that which is right. I pray that the anointing will rest heavy upon us in the name of Jesus. May we not disgrace you, but may we live for you, O oh God. Thank you for your hand over us. We thank you so much, O oh God. We bless you. We bless you. In the mighty name of Jesus. This afternoon you are here and you are in need. Just lift up your hand. I want to pray with you. You are in need. You have been asking the Lord for something. It hasn't worked out this far. But it's going to work out. Let us pray. Father, I thank you for each hand that is lifted up. Your children are in need. Lord, we don't have another place to go. We come right back to you. Thank you that it is your will to fill our mouths with good things. And so I ask that you will fill our mouths, fill up the mouth of everyone whose hand is lifted up and supply our need in Jesus' name. Grant us the wisdom to see the means by which you have provided for us. May we not despise it and may we not treat it lightly, but may we give you all the glory. I thank you because you have provided for us in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You want to bow down your head this afternoon. You are here, you are in church, but you have not given your life to Jesus. This is your moment. This is your time. I want you to just open your heart out to Jesus. And if you are here, you cannot say for sure that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Then I want you to just receive him this afternoon. This one who has given his life for you. He's calling you this afternoon. And so if you're not sure that should you die, that your name will be written there in the Lamb's book of life. If you're not sure that if you die, you're going to heaven, let us settle this issue now. And we settle it by the scripture in Romans chapter 10 verses 9 and 10. What you have believed in your heart, you need to confess it with your mouth in order to be saved. You are here, you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Wherever you're standing, just lift up your right hand. Whether you are inside the building, outside the building, just lift up your right hand. Just lift up your right hand. It's just one prayer that we will pray together. Just lift up your right hand. Because I know that you are here. Lift up your right hand. Don't think about your friend. No. So that's one. It doesn't help us. Because you will go alone. Thank you for your hand. God bless you. God bless you. 
Now if you've lifted up your hand, please come to me. Right from the back. Right from the side. I see your hands. Just come to me. Just come. God bless you. Step out and come. Just come to me. Just come to me. I saw another hand. Just come. God bless you. God bless you. You are the back in the tent and your hand was up. Please, just also come. Just come. God bless you. The Bible says that there is so much joy in heaven just over what you have done right now. God bless you. Join them. Just come. Just come. God bless you. God bless you. I believe that there are others. Just join us. Just come. Step out of where you are and come and say that, Lord Jesus, I want to give my life to you. I want to give my life to you. Hallelujah. If you're standing in front, I want you to pray this prayer with me. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, from today, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to Lady Reverend Dr. Joy Bruce. We believe you have had an encounter that will change your life. Keep listening to messages by Lady Reverend Dr. Joy Bruce of the First Love Church Ediasi. For more information, live video messages and updates, please visit our Facebook page, Dr. Joy Bruce. God bless you. Bye.